this world, if you don't first believe, you deserve it. Confidence is walking into a, a room full of people, not knowing anybody, and being able to put a smile on everybody's face. Confidence is being able to dance like no one's watching, love like you've never been hurt, and work like you don't need the money. That's confidence. Bella, your whole name says it all. <laughs> Kick it off. This is all you. Today we have a famous, like an infamous, infamous person. And I know everybody's looking at me in this room, but it's not me today. Wow. Okay. I'm shocked. Wow. Okay, Can't it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. Shocker. I know. I know. This person is definitely, definitely much more infamous in the city than me. Mm. Has That's much it. more talent. Because a lot of you think I'm talentless, you know? <laughs> But I'm not. I just try to hide my gifts. This brother right here, I've actually been hearing a lot of buzz about him. You know, a lot of people, before they meet me, they have this image of me like, oh, once they finally meet me, I'm like, they tell me stuff like, oh, you're not as people described. And usually people don't tell me what I've been described as. What are you described as? I want to know. I'm um, just, you know, we're not going to talk about, today's not about me. It's about the, <laughs> it's about the person I'm about to introduce because I fell into that trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I heard about DJ Hilka this summer and I would... He, his name would ring bells like oh my god DJ Helka DJ Helka DJ Helka oh my god he's, he uh, DJs at this spot and he's he's really up to date with the music he's not like your typical Somali DJ mm-hmm. and so there's a stigma in Toronto about Somali DJs let's take it back to like the early 2000s do you guys remember a guy named DJ Tiger mm-hmm. yep. well DJ Ti- DJ Tiger is my brother-in-law well, really? well, my cousin's husband so let's just say my close-in-law Somali, Somali. Somali in-law Karabu you know type and so he used to do these infamous parties called Rawaya. Does anybody remember that? Yep. Where people would come together with like a Somali party. Yep. And then I used to be like, oh my God, my brother-in-law is going to do the party. Let's go. And they were like, he's a Somali DJ? We're not going to that. What are they going to play? Get down on it. Hey, and hey, get, get down, down on, on it. it. So there used to be a stigma <laughs> saying that like Somali DJs just suck. And I feel like they don't. They just, they weren't kind of in tuned and as a DJ you have to be up to date with music so this DJ has changed the game for Somali DJs you know and uh, welcome my brother DJ Hilka uh, yeah, 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 yeah 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 so yeah, Noel welcome um, DJ Hilka talk to us well I am feeling very comfortable to be here with unfinished family hey. that's all I'm saying and um, just trying to see what's up what are you guys dealing with yeah so we said today it's not going to be like an interview DJ Helka always comes helps us with our audios and we're like a family here this is not like we're not going to grill him we're just going to have a regular organic conversation on who he is where he comes from how he came to Toronto and just how he started his career in DJing so Hilka first of all let's start with how you got that name because after Bella Big Deal a name like DJ Hilka has to come right I know Nomad and like Smooth right now they're big mad but Hilka take it from there how did the name DJ Hilka come what's the meaning behind it is there a story actually there were no uh story for that name actually it's one of my names i have three names which two of it i don't want to share it with you guys okay and hilka is third one what does hilka mean so hilka is one of my names 
and I have three names, which is two of it I don't want to share with you guys. Top Team secret. Knows. Those who knows, who knows. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know. But Hilka is the third one, and I found Hilka through from my dad, Elihan Haristo. Uh, We're going to talk about that a little later. So he used to call me Hilka, and Hilka means supporter uh, in the Somali name. Hilka, like, yes. somebody that you, you want to support. So, like you can lean on, you're like yeah, a... And actually... Reliable. Yeah, and actually supporting is part of my life. Uh, that's beautiful. That's something, actually very beautiful. Something yeah. I admire about you is you're always willing to help at any given moment. You're, you're just one phone call away. How did you get to that mindset? It's because... I believe when you help somebody, let's say you help 10 people. Nine people might not appreciate, but the 10th one might appreciate and help you back when you need that time. Absolutely. That's a big point because this world is a numbers game. It all comes down to keep knocking on the doors. You never know what door is going to open for you. Yeah, so I seen it in a real life even. Of course. Yeah, I seen it in the real life. The more you give, the more you get, right? The more you get. Yeah. That's how life goes. Life is like a chain. Full circle. When your turn comes, you have to give. So like the time you need, you need to get everything. It will be easy for you. Every door will open for you. That's what I believe. I definitely agree with you on that. You know, there's a saying, uh, success is when uh, preparation meets opportunity. And you got very strong work ethic. How did you develop that work ethic, especially coming to Canada in less than a year? Actually, it's been over a year, a year and a half now, right? So to start, yeah. like, did you know anybody here? Did you already DJ before you come, came to Canada? Yeah, actually, How this did is you, funny story. Yeah, right? Take it from there. Um, Walk us through it. I've been DJing for 10 more than 10 years before I come to Canada. Mm. Yeah. I made a lot of world tours in different countries. The time that I was coming to Canada, I decided to quit DJing. Mm-hmm. That's the funny story. It's crazy. Why did you decide to quit it? Because of I've been in the game for more than 10 years. You're getting tired. Yeah, and i seen a lot of opportunities. Why I'm back in the game right now is, is because of I'm a part of music and my life is part of music. Mm-hmm. So... Me and music, we're like, we like, One. like One. together, you know. Um, and the thing is, is my everything that I'm doing is all about music. Like, if I'm doing a real life work, if I'm attending a real life job, which mm-hmm. eight eight hours, I must do music out of like four to five hours out of my twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. That's me. You know, like Bella talks about it. Like, you gotta be uh, beating to your own drum. Yeah. You you beat to your own drum. I see the way you move. You talk different. Bella talks different. Smooth, How do I talk different? Smooth talks no, talk different. different. You very different. Very. very, very different, you know? We're not going to get into that. It's not about you again. Yeah. Right. We're talking about the infamous, the great, the legendary DJ Hilka today. And we're talking about confidence. I'll tell you guys one thing. What DJ Hilka has is he has, he's bridged to different age groups. So you, he has the attention of the younger generation because the girls that even talk to me about DJ Hilka are young younger than 25 and you also have strong ties with the older Somali community that was the always the problem with Somali DJs is that the music that they played didn't really resonate with, resonate with everybody you know and so I feel like you bridged that gap and so how do you bring them together how does that work how does one uh, DJ do that actually what if I tell you I am the youngest Somalian DJ A in the GTA uh, in the game in the game in the, game. In the world uh-huh. game in the game, I don't think there is a younger DJ than me. Okay. And I'm I'm between twenty to thirty. Okay. So the other DJs are uh, most of them 
some of them are 28 some of them are 20 some of them like We're like, in, like yeah, the, yeah, the, the Somali DJs that I know like yeah. like we connect each others like I know plenty Somali DJs mm-hmm. are professionals and non-professionals like everybody mm-hmm. all of them most of them are older than me not I never right. seen a DJ Somali DJ who are younger than me mm-hmm. and I wish I want to see I want to meet one time like yeah. Oh you know that makes meet. sense what you're saying basically you're around different age groups of DJs, so you see other people's skill and how they use your their DJing, and that's how you're able to bridge gap because you're younger than them. So yeah. you're more closer to us yeah, in music not... that we you listen to, and then you are also able to listen to like other Actually, DJs. Music, DJing that's how you it's pick all up. about DJing. It's all about how are you being eligible, like to to how are you being updates in yes, the game, like yes. in music, staying up to date, exactly. Um, uh, alhamdulillah what if I tell you right now I passed being a DJ to being a producer okay and I produce a lot of things and why I'm still connected with the young generation is because of I'm still in my 20th age yes and plus I'm updated and plus we're in GTA of course you know how the party yeah, goes yeah yeah absolutely you know if you want to make something in this city you need to be able you to you need be up to, to be date. connected with the new generation in this city so yeah shout out to you guys you guys are the one who's making it happen in the town hey. that's what I'm saying um, you know a lot of people were saying like DJing I was listening to another like uh, radio station on my way to work today and they were saying like it was a pandemic it's COVID and so a lot of DJs don't have the ability to craft what they want to do and be able to so how do you still do your hobby or make money off DJing is this your full career or are you just now you're producing actually if it's being a career alhamdulillah I reached where that I've been beside Burna Boy okay uh, that time Burna Boy nobody knew him in GTA or especially as Somalis. He said Burna Boy. You know Burna Boy, right, guys? Come, come, like, come. Say with your chest. Burna Boy. Burna. Yeah, like, that's what's up. Burna Boy. Like, whatever you call Burna Boy. Yeah, he just won a yeah, Grammy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The new Grammy African. Yeah. Um, he is actually, he is, this is the second time that he's winning the Grammy. I made a tour with him in 2015 to Nigeria, Lagos, wow. and Abuja. To Ghana, Senegal, and Cameroon. That's that's dope. With Bruno Boy, and I'm still humble. You gotta stay hungry. You know, one thing I always reiterate is confidence is not accomplishments. It's not based on what you have. It's based on what you believe. And yes. uh, you gotta have confidence when you have money and don't have money. It's a and mental state. Talk, yeah, it's a mental state. You gotta believe there's always something wonderful about to happen. That's a that's a saying by uh, Coco Chanel. Yes. Positive mentality is something that we all preach. On you're not afraid day. to make mistakes. You're not afraid to look like yeah. a fool. Yeah, yeah simple. One thing, one thing that I took it from my older brother, actually Actually, he is the second oldest of my family. Shout out to him. That's my brother. That's like my blood brother. Okay. He gave me one advice. He said, like, anything you have a chance to do today, don't make it tomorrow. Oh, that, oh that's dope. Just that's do dope. it. Just do it. Because you don't and know don't think promised? about the results. Don't think about the result is going to be far. Don't just give up. Just do it. And it helped me a lot. You got to be hungry. Yeah, you got to be hungry. Things that I'm telling you is how, like, the question that uh, Bella just asked me, how you still making your money in pandemic? Because I know that DJs, like, it hit them hard. Like, anybody that's in the to entertainment me, business. To me, music and money is different. It's different to Dope. me. And music 
biggest part of my life not to make money from it. That's what I believe. And I don't believe you can be in the music when you are not making money. Of course, I'm in the music when I'm making money and when I'm not making money. Both. So you do it more as a hobby? Yes. It's I practice hobby. every single day mm-hmm. when I'm not even doing nothing from it. You know, like, uh, yes. I, you got to think about drive. Like, what drives you on a day-to-day basis? When I when I look at uh, DJ Hilka, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Bella wears her heart on his sleeve. Smooth wears his heart on his sleeve. And that all stems from something that happened when you were younger, where you said, I don't want anybody around me to ever feel what I felt in a moment in your life. And that pushed you to do better. That pushed you to overcome all types of obstacles. You go through hardships every step of the way. And the thing about life is it only gets harder as you age every step of the way. You got to put yourself in very uncomfortable positions. There's this book called Instant Millionaire. And in the book, they talk about you got to put yourself in a position where there's no retreating. There's no going back. Like it's either sink or swim. And I want to hear about the time that you had in Malaysia when you had nobody around you, nobody with you. Everybody's telling you you can't do it. But DJ Helka, he know he could do it. Actually, shout out to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Boom, boom, boom. I'm telling you, that's just like my hometown. I feel like I came from there because I've been living there almost 22 years. Wow. How old were you when you first got there? Four years. So you guys... Four years old? I am. So anyway, now, um, almost... I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Toronto by like one year and some like couple of months. Yeah. So, uh, yeah... So shout out to Colombo, Malaysia is like a mommy to me, like to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I love Malaysia anyway, love because of I had all my experience there could be um, struggling. If it could be enjoyment, everything I had all my life there. Mm-hmm. And I seen a people when I was young, especially and uh, music is not something that you go and look for. Like if you even go to a university to be a DJ, if you don't have a talent for it, you won't do it. That's what I believe. Because there's no specific yeah. way to learn it, right? Yeah, because God never gave you a talent for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I used to be in a small room, which is my room that I stay in my house. Like, I remember when I was, like, on my 14th age, 13th age, mm-hmm. like, I used to have a mixed craft software that I used to master voices, and I used to create music. And at the same time, I used to have a virtual DJ app in my computer on a side that DJ I used to start mixing. He's from the I had Mixcraft when it was two th- when it was Mixcraft four. Uh, who knows knows? And I had Virtual DJ when it was Virtual DJ one. Wow. So now it's ten. Things are uh, Mixcraft is uh, when you are mastering voices like okay. vocals, everything like things that we're recording on something like that. You mm-hmm. taught yourself. Yeah, that's like that's what I I did it by myself. People used to tell me when I'm doing this, when they like some people used to uh, visit us in the house, mm-hmm. like the relatives, something like that. And they used to come home and used to see me like me doing all these things. They used to say, yo, you won't get nothing from this. Yeah. You will never reach 
any level in this. And I think I, I just started to interrupt you. Doing yeah, what are you I don't. Doing? I don't think it's ever because people are just being negative. Some I think it's just with DJ. You know what it is with DJing? People just want to. Somalis have the notation like with modeling. Like Somali girls are modeling across the board now. Before it was like, you can, yeah, no, you're not gonna be a model. So I feel like we're breaking the mold. We're breaking the mold. We were we're not really familiarized with that kind of you know career life choice. So when you're young, your parents are like music is kadimi da da da. But now it's like people are, are understanding that everybody's gonna choose their own career path, mm. and it's not yours to choose for them. Mm. And so I can understand. Like I feel like if I started mixtaping in my room, somebody would be like, "What you doing, girl? Yeah. You better go to try to be a doctor or some something." Some people, so. some people even I remember some people went to my mom and was like, "You are you are you are son is running out. Your son is gonna be crazy soon." Somalis in the stigma doing. of a like, couple, couple, couple of people, you know? <laughs> like, and I seen that people are level where they, they don't even have a face to come in front of me and ask me what they want. That's the level that they reach right now. Like, mm-hmm. ask somebody else to come to me and ask me to do something for them. Wow. You, you know, and because I still I still did it. I still did it because this person is... is I knew this person since I've been, so, I've been young, you know? So are you saying that the with success comes, like, this idea that people are no longer comfortable to just walk up to you? It's harder when people that you used to know, like, they, they choose a life like DJing or something. Obviously, it comes with money, right? Nothing is free anymore. Yeah. The Somali community, a problem that we have is we always want to get discount from our people. We always want to get something for free when it comes to other people's services we're willing to pay more and double just because of our own insecurities or just ask somebody to do something for you i think with anybody if it's a business whether it's dj whether it's a hair salon whether especially if they're somali you should not be like bargaining with them you feel me so people want to either get shit for free and that's why they're asking other people to ask you, or they're just intimidated. They're trying to think you. Team yeah. trying to think. You said that yeah. last week. Yeah. Yeah. Somalis are known for that. Yeah. 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 Shout no, out to you. Right I want to hear. Actually, I scared from smooth. Actually, I scared from smooth. You know because why? When I used to record the podcast, uh, these days, sorry guys, um, I've been. MIA. I've been. You got a life. <laughs> we're no, gonna find I'm out which. No, it's not. It's my, 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 not like uh, that. Her name's Ayan Halima Fadlo, and we're about to find. You <laughs> want DJ Helka? Don't be throwing back. my friend under the bus, eh? <laughs> I'll back again. So that day he's with us, then you left me to these guys <laughs> to do the audio. They're, they're, you, know what, you know what it is? After the first episode, Rahim McLean and Bella Big Deal's taking over this whole show, so they playing around my audio. <laughs> so I need you to come back. You know what I'm saying? And deal with these people. Alhamdulillah, oh, I went back to my education, Hortane. That's why. Oh, that's beautiful. The, I've never been with the team but I've been with the team in general you know? always uh, and, I'm, One call and I will be there always you know so i always been around and seen Smoothie what kind of questions that is he throwing to the people Smoothie I like yeah. that yo this guy <laughs> is the, the he have the most dangerous question that I ever seen eh? what is yeah? that I don't even know. I always care from this guy to yeah, ask yeah. you questions. No, no, no. You know what the crazy part like, is? Like, um, this guy will ask you a deep, deep question. And you're like, yeah, what, what are you supposed to say to that, right? He does that to me all the time. <laughs> he always paints me out to be a parole officer because I always say, like, I need a guy to call me every single day. And now he put it into the world that I'm a parole officer. Ladies and gentlemen, from today, we are calling him Smoothie, eh? Smoothie! <laughs> well, Smoothie! Hey. So... 
question you know I have for you like it's 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 from the real niggas you feel me yeah yeah the real niggas want to know right Grr. on a side note you know what I mean a little a little fun topic you feel me yeah since you know you're your DJ Hilka you know what I mean you're popping you're doing your thing you know what I mean everything how is confident how how has life changed with the ladies. How has life changed? Be honest. Are you are are you do you, do you have a special Mrs. Hilka, or or are you enjoying life and enjoying the finer things? Actually, there is someone in my life. Mm. I can't lie. Yeah, yeah. Speak um, on it. Speak on it, cuz. And and that that person will come out in the right time. Is absolutely. One hundred percent. Shout out to her. Everything yeah, yeah. that's great, keep it private in this country. Yeah, yeah. Fact, that's fact. how it's going to be because this country is like a zoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we already know what time it is. We already know what time it is. We know, we know, we know. We already know what time it is. Alhamdulillah. Anyway. But you're in a good situation. Um, you are uh, warm in the winter. That's what he's saying. He's warm in the winter. Yeah, all right? Thing, that's one all. One thing that I, we forgot that I actually wanted uh, to share with you of guys. Course. For the first time, anybody that was listening to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, give it a one or two like I'm talking about the audience that was listening to this podcast give a one or two uh, prayers in Somalia because our people are dying right now oh absolutely and everybody has everybody lost some parents relatives like we lost all of our loves like the ones we care mm-hmm. um, please pray for them if you hear me and pray for everybody that you lost and if you never lost pray for them to never lose in coronavirus that happening in Somalia right now. Absolutely. We we actually, sometimes we, we like to have so much fun here. And the good thing about this group is we are very tight-knit when it comes to our culture, when it comes to our family members, when we when it comes to trials and tribulations. So sometimes we'll, we'll take it off topic and say something like this that's very heavy and very important uh, to all of us. And thank you so much, Hilka, for bringing that up. It is major, major, major coronavirus issue happening in Somalia. I actually have been in contact with a couple of different fundraising, one of one of them being the brothers at Istar that are starting a campaign soon. Um, I, I don't actually, have much details. Yeah, we are, uh, um, actually, we're making you, a fundraising on one fundraising hall of the world. Mm-hmm. And it, person who are so like any Somali person like everybody have responsibility mm-hmm. to do that fundraising mm-hmm. I actually I'm have actually one in my uh, bio too part of uh, North America people who are working who are doing the donation the fundraising I'm part of it especially Canada Toronto so we're um, Easter Muhammad Easter is one of us mm-hmm. um, we're doing uh, anybody who if you see any e-transfer just send it don't worry about who's going to it it's mm-hmm. just sadaqah for you if you see um, a transfer that goes to a person that needs oxygen and who is in Somalia, just pay anything you can. Absolutely. Don't ask which e transfer it is. If somebody asks you, this is the e transfer, and this is for Sadaka e transfer in Somalia, the, the oxygen for the coronavirus, just do it. That's all I'm just saying. And there is too many fundraisers, and it goes to one way, which is your Akhra. So just do it. It's a very good point because in in this world, we, like Bella said, in, I think it was a few episodes ago, that one Isha is for you, the other one's against you. We get caught up in our day-to-day enjoying the good times and the hard times we, we end up getting too caught up in trying to fix what the problem is. But it all comes down to, do you really believe? Because... There's a, there's a verse in the in the Bible. Don't ask me why I read the Bible. And Jesus says in the Bible, if thou can believe, all things are possible for him that believes. 
hardships. Every single person is going to make a decision that takes them forward or backwards. At the end of the day, the only beacon that gets us to where we want to go is that belief system, that confidence. Who do you believe you are? Some people get gain confidence in interactions with others. Other people are empowered by a belief that they hold deep inside of them. Those are different types of people and everybody has confidence and everybody has a lack of self-confidence at times. Nobody always has it on them. You know what I mean? It comes down to, are you willing to fight the next day? Every single person goes to sleep and then the next day comes. Are you still going to do what you were doing yesterday or are you going to get caught up in today? They say you should look at life as uh, one day the battle of Badr and the next day is the battle of Uhud. Victory is not forever and loss is not forever, right? And so we look at things like this, like what's going on in Somalia. I had so much family members that went to Somalia last summer. Everything was beautiful. They were talking about how Canada... I remember my aunt telling me, that's why this, all this stuff is happening to them and stuff like that. Only because Somali people think, obviously, we're in a Kufan land and things happen. But it's... I think we're blessed. I think we're righteous. I feel yeah. like we're more lucky that we're in here because we have the more resources. It scares me when it says stuff like, oh, you need $200 oxygen for you to be able to survive. And then somebody can't even afford that. And that's what it goes back to African health system, how corrupt it is, because everything is about money. But so guess if that we person have that is money, your mother. of course, they say that. Mm-hmm. What if that person is your mother? What if that person is your father? What if that person is your mm-hmm. sister, your brother? Just like that. Mm-hmm. It is just like that. Who is suffering right now is your brother. Absolutely. Your mother, your your sister, your father, your uncle, your grandpa. He is your family. She is your family. So just help. I like how you said that when, when something like that comes to you, like an e-transfer or like um, a GoFundMe page, a lot of the times people would rather question the authenticity than to just send the money. Allah always knows our intention, you know? So it's like, I made it a habit that whatever is sent to me, instead of questioning where it's going and... Because obviously GoFundMe it has its policies. You don't want to go around sending people... You know, fun. money for fun. But just know that the intention counts and Allah is always with us and he sees us. And so when we have pandemics like this, $200 is a phone bill sometimes in Canada. If you with Rogers, you know what I'm talking about. I have um, no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, $200 it's phone bill, I don't know who you're Well, I sometimes, you know. But yeah, yeah, thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank uh, you, Hilka, for taking the time to say that. That was needed. Since we're talking about confidence, I wanted to tell you guys about 11 myths about self-confidence and the first one is you are either born with it or without it or you either have self-confidence or you don't that's false self-confidence is a skill you can develop it you can conquer it you just need to do the work number two smart talented skillful handsome and successful people are confident that is false self-confidence is not based on status gifts or look number three people perform well are highly self-confident that is also false there are many people who do not relate their performance or behavior to their worth number four comparing ourselves to others and seeing how much more we are increases our self-confidence that's false actually comparing ourselves to others regardless of how many things we have feeds our fears and insecurities all the parts of ourselves that we feel as a weakness number five Self-confidence is an essential ingredient to success. That's false. Yeah, all successful people are full of self-confidence. Yeah, right. Many times it can be quite the opposite. People who lack confidence and 
have a low sense of self-worth may diligently pursue success to prove their worth to themselves. Number six, people with self-confidence are arrogant. False. The truth is many people who suffer from arrogance are trying to cover their insecurities. Number seven, we will gain confidence once we have achieved. That's false. We dare do exactly what we want because we feel confident doing it. Number eight, receiving acknowledgement increases someone's confidence. False. Only when a person is able to acknowledge his or her own achievements, actions, talents, skills, will his or her self-confidence consistently increase. Number nine, only self-confident people take risks, not necessarily. If you are self-confident, that might not feel like such a risk, right? Risk takers are disengaged from the outcome of the action taken. They may lack self-confidence, but they have a strong commitment to the purpose of the risk. Number 10, only a big accomplishment can restore our self-confidence. False. Small changes, tiny steps can make a big, big difference. Number 11, a low-profile person is someone with low self-confidence. There may be cases where a low-profile person also has low self-confidence, but this is definitely not a rule. A low-profile person may well be a very confident introvert. So what do you guys think about those 11 myths about self-confidence? We're paying attention. Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to drop... One? There are so many of them. No, the bro, 11, 11. 11, what's going on? No. Hey. No, no, no. Okay, I touched no, no, no. it. No, no, no. Five seconds. No, no. I had a question for DJ Helco. So, so. What's that? Like? You said, you said, you said one, one of the ones you said is right here. You see one of them. So you're either born with it or born without it, and that's false. And I believe that's false. Yeah, that's because, false. No, I'll, I'll bro, confidence. Confidence, like you have, it's like nobody can tell me they're confident their whole life. If God shows you the way to get a confidence, you will get a confidence. Absolutely, like confidence, like like no, you, you trust in it. yourself. You trust, grow, believe in you yourself. You, you, you yeah. believe in don't yourself. Don't you think you grow into it though? Confidence, because it okay. can be shattered at let's any say, time. Let's say, let's say, let's say, nomad is my friend, eh? Yes, he's always, always tell me, yo, get up. Let's go to work, yes. make money. Shut Let's up. go to work, make money. And I'll say, yo, I'm, I don't, I'm tired. I don't want to go make money. You don't want it. He is going making money. When he getting the paycheck, me, I don't have no money, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I'll see, yo, I don't have... Bro, you are always lazy. You don't get up. Uh, go and walk. She sounds like me. That makes me confidence. I will believe in myself that I can do that what no man will do. I will go and chase after the money and I'll come back and enjoy with my brother. Absolutely. Confidence. So your, your, your confidence, it's more like you need to be ch- challenged. If somebody challenges you to uh, do something. Not on a bad way. Yeah, yeah, not yeah like of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, not, like, you're like, not competing. How can I reach the level yeah, that yes, my brother reached? Yes. And we can enjoy it together. Yes, simply. yes. Yeah. That's life. You're not bringing somebody down. You're going up with them and you guys are bringing each other up. Yes. That's part of confidence. You know, I'll tell you how self-confident I am. It's the eyebrows for me. I love it. I love it. Go I, ahead. Go ahead. On, like, get out of here with this eyebrow talk. <laughs> Who do you think that I is? always talk about how I'm broke. Yeah. And Bella is almost as highly as my camel. Okay. So every time I talk about broke, she gives me a disgusted look. <laughs> She's never always saying, Carboon. Okay? He's always Everybody, laughing about me. When it like, comes I'm broke to, too. <laughs> Why do you think I'm working two jobs? When it comes to, what do you think I'm working two jobs for? You think, uh, you think I wake up six o'clock in the morning because I'm rich? People look at me like I'm crazy. I said, I set myself a goal to get married this summer, inshallah. Inshallah. 
We think you're crazy no because that, that has nothing to do with being no broke. Nomad's here saying he is broke. How are you going to get married when you are broke, Nomad? Ain't yeah. no girl going to marry you with But broke nothing. is just a mind state. No, 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 no. Here's Not the thing, Not everybody though. knows what broke is. Broke to everybody is different. Here's There's different thing, perspective though. of life. That 50K is you, you, you still. Come on. 50K in the head, that's a you that problem. 50K that's a you problem. That's a you problem. Yeah, come on. Bro. Our, our girls are worth more than 50,000, bro. Come oh my bro. god. Oh my god. How many that's why I sat right beside him, you guys. That's why DJ Hill is all I gotta get away from Smooth and Nomad and start the shillings. spin show. Broski's what? talking about shillings. Broski's talking about shillings. That's why we gotta do the spin show, spin off show with Bella and DJ Hill because we speak the same language. Horta. Yeah, no, it's DJ Elka's first time here, you know what I mean? He's saying, you know, we gotta support the 50k ahead. No, he's talking no, shit. Saying, no, he's saying support. But what I'm saying is, let's Get be clear, let's be clear, eh? Yeah. Let's be clear. The person that you are, the people, the girls that you're talking about, who's wearing that 50k, included your sister, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my sister's worth more than 50k. That's what I'm. That's what I just said right now. You guys see that? That's what I said. Our girls worth more than million dollars, bro. Yeah. So let's get back to the topic. Let's get back to how. How are you gonna say you're broke yeah. and then try to get married? Confident. Especially, I am broke. So I'm gonna I have, ask I have you. A re- I have a rebuttal for this one. I have a question for you. Hi. Broke have, is a word, right? I have it a is. question for you. And it means something different for Everybody. every single person, for sure. So for for smooth, broke could be ten bands. Yeah. For Bella, it could be fifty bands. For DJ Hilka, it could be a hundred bands. For me, you don't know. Yeah. I do not talk about all the accomplishments yeah, that yeah, I the have. Financials. For I don't. Sure. Talk about this is who I yeah. am. That yeah. is who yeah. I am. Hey, 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 hey! Keep why, why did you be who you are? Be who you are and say what you feel. I'm from the mud. Because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter won't mind. So I, I want a companionship. So when I see uh, me getting belittled, when I talk to a girl and I tell her da da da, I'm just testing to see what happens because yeah. I'm confident in myself. I know where I'm gonna go. I know what I'm going to get. I love that. And I that. believe in myself. Yeah. I've always believed in Let myself. me tell you something, eh? Me and my role model is what if I tell you it's DJ Khaled. Ooh. Get out. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. You know, That's I, I said you model. remind me of him. Yeah. I don't like him. I don't like DJ Khaled because of he have money. It's because of he have mentions. Yeah. Because of he have uh, bright debts. Nah, I don't like him because of that. I like him because of he motivates me every single morning. Mm-hmm. I, I watch DJ they don't want Khaled you to every win. single morning. I watch DJ Don't Khaled today. Every All I do is win, win, win. <laughs> that's that's what I do. I watch DJ Khaled motivation every single morning when I. He has a way. He has a way that he speaks. Yeah. Um, let's let's speak to Mr. Nomad. You know, he's trying to make it seem like women all, all they want is money. Let me tell you something. Money makes the world go around. We didn't make that rule. The rule was put in place. So why do you say that? Wait, the money because <laughs> you need you, need, you need to physically live and survive <laughs> off of money. Of course, so you just don't have to. Wait, wait. You so can't live in so. A box. I don't mind. Like I said, I would date a guy that doesn't have the same income as me or even has a lower income than me. But if we're speaking at this adult age, the first conversation, if a guy said to me, I'm broke, you're throwing me off. Okay. And it's not because uh, I care about your brokenness. It's like, are you asking me for help? Like, what do you need? All of a sudden, I'm shocked now. I'm thinking like, it's like a cry out for help a little bit. And I'm thinking, I would have, I would never be like, I'm like, I think this guy needs me to help with him. What's going on? What's going on? 
you, is everything okay? Like that. But then I feel like with men, when you start doing that, all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, she's belittling me. So it's like, uh, like men want to be vulnerable, but don't want to be vulnerable. So I've seen guys that tell me, yo, I'm shaking. It's okay with me. Like, I'm not from a place where that's not foreign. That conversation is not foreign. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the people that you speak to, I don't think that conversation is foreign. I don't know which Brampton you see going to. Like, you know, we're all from the mud and we've all had a situation or been around people that... You know, it doesn't rain forever. You get it? You're right. So I think you're the stigma of like, I'm broken and people running away. They, those people should be running away because then <laughs> it's going to show you who the real people are. But I think that the way you're saying it, maybe I would run away too. Don't say I'm broke. Say something like <laughs> financial hardship. I've been through here. There's other adult ways to say, you know, this is not the time right now, mm -hmm. but give me a few. You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I, when, I, when I hear that, then I'm like, okay. We're going to hold it down. Mm. But I think it's how everything in this world is how you word things, mm. right? Because we've all been down and out. You know, it is what it is um, with the ladies. So I actually want to reply yeah. to that. <laughs> I have to reply to that. <laughs> all right. There's, we got ourselves a life lesson going on guys. Yeah. in the middle of the show. You go don't, continue. You don't know how I tell a girl. Oh, that I'm okay. Broke. Sorry. Then I'm, uh, I'm right? Okay. Sorry. Not okay, every I'm girl. Not every girl is yep. looking yep. for money. Yep. Yep. Flip There's the a job. lot of righteous Somali girls in this world. The first Masha. time. That's what I'm looking for. The first time me and Nomad are ever going to get on, get on the same page. <laughs> and last week I told you, I said last week, I under promise over deliver. Because in life, you got to have surprises. You got to have fun. You can't just give it all out right away. You slow steps. You got to enjoy the process. I love adventure. I love being spontaneous. Facts. DJs like that all the time. You like to experience something new every day, right? I like to learn every day. Every Absolutely. day is a learning experience. I have a question for DJ Helga. Hi. You know, the Somali men, especially my um, co-host here, they have a stigma, right? Right? Somali guys. You guys like to have, you know, girl that stays home, that's not really out there you're out all the time you're doing too much if you're bashalan too much not time, what did you get to do that means it means uh, bait man never lay low that's what UK people say if you're a bait you never lay low but I feel like with you like fly you're flashy you know what I'm trying to say you guys need to see the vision of DJ Helga first of all and then on top of that you are a DJ so you probably have to go to parties you have to mingle with people people like me will know you people are going to salam you on the street how does that hinder your dating life does that affect you because me I'm not going to I'm a jealous type of person so you can't even look at somebody if you say even DJ why should calling you I have the book appointment I'll do that for you that's the type of person I am so how do you have a successful relationship don't speak about this uh, so now you're a secretary okay I got it another another notch okay go ahead um, <laughs> I knew it I knew it you guys it can't happen it's just not for me you know what I'm trying to say I don't want to keep that early in life you know I, 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 let me tell you let me tell you now um, it can happen he said it already there's no more um, it's, of course it's, it's hard because of it's from it's nature it's nature women are jealous it's it's our it's it's one of our blessings that God gave us. He trying to hit yeah. the, you guys. He's so, trying to hit us with the four wives indirectly. <laughs> Is no, that it? Uh, to me, I don't think it's worth it. Okay, uh, you're missing four what wives. For you? Four people's time. You don't need to do that. These three other two, three other guys are like that. Uber I all that, all you know? time. Yeah. So one is enough to you because this is Afro community. You are only one person. That's that's like to me my 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 lifestyle. You know that's what I I'm, I'm on. But 
What's in the Quran? It's in the Quran. I of believe course. it. But it says that in yeah. the Quran, though, it says yeah. you it are says, permitted for, but one is better for you. Why you are one? So you need to. This, you, you trust need your to just have one person in your life. Absolutely. And the second thing is uh, one thing that uh, Alhamdulillah, the person that I'm with is a person with a nice, with a good faithful. The Hari is there always, right? The Hari is there always. Shout out to her because of Nike Dig Lua, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what that means? Yeah, yeah. She's saying all the things that Bella loves hearing. But she always trusts me. And and I trust you have nothing. And she always tells me, like, yo, I'm always with you. Yep. No matter what, I'm down with you. No matter what, um, uh, show me that you believe in me, and I'll show you back. That's all. That's how we communicate. How that's care? how people had. Like I think that's how people needs to communicate. Mm-hmm. Wow. Does she me? have a sister? <laughs> um, actually, actually, I don't want to respond that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to respond yeah. that. We could have been brothers now. <laughs> <laughs> no, being with you for the rest of his life, uh, I like God's command. She's yeah. hating on me like usual. Uh, yeah. Okay, anyway, I don't want to so be... So what you're saying is you listen to her when she says it's time to go home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, of course, bro. The That's what happens. Is, you know what? Women have hekma. No, you know, because we if you... see things, you know? If you don't listen to her, she won't listen you back. Yep. You heard that, that's right? That's how life goes, my brother. That's not, that's not how life goes. There is some, some certain times that you need to listen, and there is some certain times that you don't need to listen. But you, you need to explain later on. You, know, like, you just don't need to listen right now. I, I feel you. That's the times that you're talking about. Huh. And don't worry about it. Just do it. Tom, tomorrow, you're just going to explain that, you know? Absolutely. But majority, you have to listen. The person that you have. Absolutely. Uh, especially a Somali yes. woman, right? No, especially our all African women, bro. All African women are same, bro. But Somalis are too hot. Yeah. Too hot, you know? Too, too sus, bro. Never listen to a... Never Our Somali, Somali girls are, bro. You have to, bro, because <laughs> you have to, you have, have to, bro, because you used to listen to your mother. You have to listen to your wife. Of course, you have to listen to your sister. Hey, that a boy, happy Fact. wife. Happy life. That's it. But yo, she loves hearing. This is her favorite time. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to hear that, and I'm very happy that you used the word trust, and then you didn't use it only upon yourself. You said, you didn't say, this is my lifestyle. She met me had like this, like how a regular Somali I can't say, say that. I'm a human being. Stop I'm, judging Somali guys. Yeah. Said, I am. I didn't born being a DJ, way. you know? Mm. I didn't born being a DJ. Like, I didn't came out being a DJ. So bro. I, I was just a human being, eh? Mm-hmm. And when I'm going to the grave, I will just go with only me. Mm. You understand? So, so that's how, how who I that's who I am. This lifestyle. Um, what do I do with a DJ with my hands? Yeah, I can lose my hands tomorrow. Absolutely. So you have so to keep your humbleness, your DJ? character. Yeah. People will say he used to be a DJ, right? Yeah. So what that DJ thinks doing for me? Nothing. But I'm just you all I believe is just. I love it. Music. But you're, you're I, what it's I part love of him, music. but it's not him. You, you know, it's a part of him. It's not yes. him. So life is be humble. Know who are you. Know where you came from. Limit your lifestyle. Trust in yourself That's and go fact. for it. That's a big fact. Don't wait the results. Just do you and know, let it be good. I That's all. I love all. the way you say that. I love the way you say that because there's a saying that uh, you should not fear failure, but you should 
fear not trying. Yes, one thing I want to tell you guys, I was nominated two times. I've been nominated two times in AMA, uh, Asian Music Award. Get out. Yeah, um, 2000. You know, Didi Hug is dropping us with a lot of, you know, I thought I did my homework on you, like from thinking yeah, of you coming to Malaysia and stuff like that, but you're everybody hitting me with facts. It. Everybody can see it. when you're on my ready. Instagram. When you're on my Instagram account, you can see it. On yeah, bio. So, drop, yeah, yeah. so drop your Instagram account for the people that don't know it. DJ Helka official. Okay. That's it. Okay. DJ, if you write DJ Helka H I double L, you will just see me there. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry. Have double L too. Just like Bella. Yeah, wow. double L. Wow. Tolka, I, I get told it. You. I get Come it. on. I get what's happening. So um, I've uh, been nominated on two times, which is 2018 to 2020. And 2020, I was in Toronto when I been nominated 2020 to 2022. Wow. So it's all about confidence. Right now, I won't just come to you and just tell you I have been nominated two times in AMA. I am top five DJ in Asia right now. Wow. The fifth biggest DJ in Asia, which how how you call it, I don't know, but... I think you're number one. Uh, no, it's not about... For us, right? Yeah, yeah for us, you're number you're one. Number and, one. I, and I competed with 30 different countries, and I was representing Somalia. Yeah? Yeah. And, what and that's what I like. My confidence is I like to represent people. I don't like to make and go make money from my people. I like to represent them the way that my uh, like eldest people did it, like Mo Farah, like Ahmed Abdi Billah Abdi, Kenan. Shout out to Kenan, the sixth Toronto. Big ups. Um, that's they represent us. A nation. Yep. But they, they don't make the money over us. Mm-hmm. They represent us. Fine. So that's what I'm trying. That's the level that where I, I want to, I'm trying to reach. If I don't die, inshallah. You, you, um, you know, like, uh, you talk about how you, you're always pushing to be better and stuff like that. You have a power inside of you that uh, that was, in, I don't know how to say it, but like it was inherited. You know, I want you to tell the people the story about your father, who was a, who was a hero in Somalia. Actually. Come on. Uh, you got my dad passed away in 2007, December. Oh, yeah. uh, I still remember it was Friday, 11 a.m. in the morning. Um, December 7, 2007. My dad was was actually my own role model that I always um, try to be like him. But I don't know if, I gonna, if I'm going to be him or not. I don't think I'm going to be him. I but think anyway, you're going to be better than him, though. Um, I don't think I'm going to be we, close we to never, say that. Oh, I will try my best to be end. close to him. Oh, but I don't know if I'm going to be, like, even close to him, you know? Your life yeah, just started, though. You don't yeah. know where you're going to go. Um, uh, actually, uh, my dad was in the Somalia government. In Somalia. Like, uh, your dad was part of the Somali government, right? Since, since 19... Like, since... Um, during Siad Bari's time? Yeah, in okay. Siad Bari's time, he was in the Somali Navy. Okay. Um, after that, when... Uh, after Siad Bari, when... When the book came... Yeah. yeah, when the Civil War uh, broke out in the early yeah, 1990s. Um, um, my dad became just a um, normal businessman. Mm. Actually, Trading. I was young, man. I I, I, I I don't even remember that time, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But he was a businessman. So when it came, uh, the government of uh, President, the, I think it was um, the fourth, uh, the fifth president, uh, Dr. Abu Hassan, Salah Hassan, mm-hmm. uh, when he came, then that's when my dad joined back the government. And then he, he started to work in, in uh, 
Mogadishu, uh, like I'm talking about Benadir State, uh, the like uh, Gobelka Benadir, um, do, like Dola the region of Benadir. Yeah, yeah um, he started to work there. Then I guess then after that he became the second Gdumi Kuhigin Golka Benadir. Then he became Dukha Magalada and Gdumi Golka Benadir when um, Abdul Hassan was there. Um, when Abdul Hassan um, finished end his time and Abdullah Yusuf came the sixth president alone Haristo. My dad they announced him again to be the second mayor of Dinasia, so the, the politics side, and he was the first second mayor of Mogadishu to be elected. Marki Lagasaro Muhammad Dere alone Haristo to be America. Marki Lagasaro. My dad was the second, and that's when he passed away doing the duty of the country. Uh, yeah, so big big family in the government. Yeah, you come from you come from a legendary family. Land cruisers. That's what you guys are driving. You got a big responsibility, big shoes. What if I tell you, my dad, Allah Haris? What if I tell you that time that he was working and he was doing his duty? Sometimes that he used to be Kusimaha which means Hall of Ontario. Then he is the first, like Ontario. Like the second person would be the first, eh? Yes. My dad was like that, eh? And he he was driving his car like when my when he wants to go and visit my grandma, she was staying where the gov- government was not controlling. Allowed to go. Mm. Was not allowed to go. Mm-hmm. My dad that? used to go there. But if you eh? like, who knows knows yeah. in Mogadishu, it's the other side of Mogadishu, so Al Shabab and all that. Everything yeah, and against the and against the government, like everybody's there. It's unsafe, yeah. It's not safe. And my dad used to drive his car sometimes, or used to be with his driver with not even gun. You're talking about uh, soldiers. Yeah. They're supposed to be with him more than 20 car, 20 machine guns. Yeah. Nothing. He never even used to have a gun. Is it because gun. he's close he to the people there? Not, or it's is not it like... He, he doesn't... He rather not he use violence. Like, he doesn't... He's, he was not a violent person, actually. Mm-hmm. And my dad passed away. He had a bomb explosion before five months he passed away. Yeah. And... Uh, and nothing happened to him. Mashallah. And the people who were beside him, some people lost their legs, some people their like their hand, some people like lost everything. Some people died in the car, yeah. and he was like nothing happened to him. After six months, after after five months, December, then two days before that, he just got sick. And imagine he had a diabetics, cholesterol, and blood pressure. Okay. When we Natural took him to the death. hospital and checked everything, nothing's there. He was okay. The second day is the day that he's dying. And he died in his bed while he is enjoying. And that bomb explosion happened to him and nothing happened to him. You know, a lot of people, they don't know that how, no one knows how our ending is. We think that we're in a near-death experience and we could die in our sleep. That's the, that's the beauty of our religion. We really believe when it's your time, it's your time. You were saying how you lost my, your father. I lost my father this year, to, uh, sorry, uh, 2020, September 5th. <laughs> and um, my father was very young. He was the youngest of his brothers. A lot of the kids in the neighborhood knew him very well because he was like very known in the area. Yes, was a happy, happy person. Yes. My dad played soccer with the kids in the community, broke his hand twice, did not listen to us. We're saying young is not 40, okay? <laughs> 
you 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 hitting 60 you are not 50 years old you, okay stop and so well he's been healthy his whole life and the same thing happened the my father has never slept overnight in a hospital and so when he was visiting zambia he had like a stroke like incident and then he went to the hospital um, and I remember my stepmother saying he's been feeling like like not being able to function one side of his body. And then it wasn't until my sister was like, you have to go to the hospital. I think you're kind of having a stroke because my sister's a nurse, right? And my father's like, you're young. Know, some people, they're just not in tune. I'm that's not me. He goes, I don't want to go into these hospitals. They have corona. And I'm going to come back to Canada. I'm going to come, you know? And that same day that we forced him, forced him to go was a Sunday afternoon. I had a regular conversation with him, go to the hospital. He was like, I'm going to try to pray and then I'm going to go. And then we told them, you're having a Quran sar. Your brother's going to come get you. We tripped him into going to the hospital. And then Allah, ya rahimu, he passed away around Fajr of that same day. Um, and so it was actually a shock to me. Like, wallahi, it's, it's Actually, he never used to like be in a hospital. He's never slept one night in that a hospital. That was my dad. My br- father has never that been was sick. My father. I broke my hand. I fell from a story in Regent Park. I got so many stitches in my lifetime. He used to be like, Gabbana, what is wrong with her? I came from World War II, 92, and I've never seen a hospital. You know, so it was like like Superman. You know, you're thinking your father is like this guy, he watches his health, he's very jibkis, he's very nice, he works out. And so like just uh, you know, just the connection that you have with your father, of course we all have that with our fathers, it's just I'm pretty sure you're a little bit shocked, right? Like of that of that passing. So I just Wanted to say my condolences um, and may Allah reunite us uh, in Jannah with them. Of course. Shout out Let's just um what what where, where were you? Me. Where were you? Like you were been asking me a question, you've been asking me a question, yeah. Mr. Smoothie, where is no man? You've been asking me a question. Now I'm just I, I became the talkative, eh? Yes, of uh, course. Because yeah. you know you know what it is? Sometimes we get lost in topics and it's like we never usually have a guest and you're like not a guest, you're a family. This he's part of the crew and so I got tired of uh, listening to these two and them ganging up on me. I feel like I have, you know, Gudomiha. Gudomiha is here. Uh, what is a Gudomiha in English? Gudomiha means. Uh, For him, because you know, I know what Gudomiha uh, means. means. Is mayor? Is it mayor? It's not the mayor. It's government official. No, it's. it's, it's so you're uh, wrong. You don't know what it means. El Capo Presidente. It's just like master, like master, master. Master Gudomiha. The master, yeah. You master. didn't know that. We both English, learned so it we together. Have the so we're putting DJ uh, on the spot. Um, we've, we've laughed. We've uh, talked about grief. Uh, you know, in this place, we like to have some fun and then we like to get to serious so we, mm-hmm. you guys could see every part of us and that we're humans and that we don't just come here and put a facade on, you know? So let's move on to our Somali spotlight of the day. We're talking about confidence and we got to talk about the most confident Somali person in the world. Bella with two L's. Okay, so now we've reached our Somali spotlight, and today our Somali spotlight will be on Ilhan Omar. The confident. Come on, the confident. Ilhan Omar is an American politician serving as the U.S. representative for Minnesota's 5th Congressional District since 2019. She is the first Somali-American, the first naturalized citizen of African birth, and the first woman of color to represent Minnesota in the United States Congress. She is also the first two 
Somali woman, along with Muslim woman, along with Rashida Talib, to serve in Congress. She has been subjected to several death threats, conspiracy theories, and harassment by political opponents. And she's also known to be the only one to get under Trump's skin and in his head. Elhan Omar was born in Muqtisha on October 4th, 1982, and spent her early years in Beidoua, Somalia. Her father, Noor Omar, was a colonel in the Somali army under Siad Bar. Her mother, Fadima Abukar, Hussein, died when Elhan was only two years old. After the civil war broke out in Somalia, Elhan and her family spent four years in Dadad refugee camp in Garesa County in Kenya near the Somalian border. Elhan Omar's family secured asylum in the U.S. in 1995, and arrived in New York, then lived in Arlington, Virginia, before moving to and settling in Minneapolis, where her father worked as a taxi driver at first, before later working at the post office. At the age of 14, her grandfather took her caucus meeting serving as a translator to him. Could this be where her love for politics grew from? She overcame bullying, gum being put on her hijab, being pushed down the stairs, and physical taunts while she was changing for gym class. She remembers her father's reaction to these incidents. He said, they are doing something to you because they feel threatened in some way by your existence. So he was telling her, be strong no matter what. She graduated from North Dakota University in 2011 at the age of 29 in a bachelor's in political science and international studies. So... Boys and girls, just so you know, there's no age limit for education. Never. She did that at her 29th year. So all you people that think you're old at 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, no, you're not. There's no such thing as old when it comes to education. So always pursue that education. In 2012, she served as a campaign manager for Kari Desdik's re-election campaign. 2013, she managed Andrew Johnson's campaign for Minneapolis City Councilor. After Johnson was elected, she served two years as a senior policy aide. She was attacked in 2013 at caucus meetings by five people and was injured. She was warned the day before that meeting that not to go, but she still went. She didn't let that hiccup stop her. She kept going. After overcoming obstacle after obstacle, finally Elhan got her break and became the first Somali-American legislator in the United States and got sworn in January 3rd, 2017. After all that, I want everybody to listen and learn like Elhan Omar had many things against her there was many people that rooted against her there's many people that didn't want her to get to where she wanted to get to but that never ever stopped her she never let her age she never let her race she never let her ethnicity she never let anything get in the way of her dream and her father her father was the one that raised her since she was two years old so for the people that come from single parent homes Sometimes it's not a disadvantage, sometimes that advantage. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that parent could be the one you need more than anything. So what did you want to say, Helka? So let me ask you a question. Go right ahead. What makes her reach uh, the target that she wanted to reach? Confidence. So Ilhan Omar is somebody that uh, inspires all of us because she overcame a whole lot of uh, hardships, a lot of different challenges. Everybody was telling her she can't do it. Did she listen? No. No. What she what did she do? She believed in herself and she kept going. In life you're gonna fall and like Jay-Z said, hit the ground, bounce up like round ball. Wilder. You gotta okay. keep going. In life it's always about not what happens to you, it's what you do about it. So what happens, it's what happens next. Mm. Facts, that's facts, that's facts, that's facts. So now we're going to move on to our last section. And my brother Nomad is going to take over from here. 
We're going to get it real deep with the glad tidings today because this is a story that blows my mind and when I analyze it, it, it shocks me. We're going to be talking about uh, Musa salam when he was anointed the prophethood. He was walking in the valley in the valley of Tua with his family when he seen a fire and he went to go over to the fire to see if he could get some of the fire to help his family illuminate themselves while they're walking in the desert. And this is the moment he met Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the verses we're going to be talking about is when Allah tells Musa alayhi salam that he needs to go to Pharaoh and he needs to tell him to bow down and worship his Lord. And this is very, very important because at the time, Pharaoh is the most powerful man in the world and Musa alayhi salam was a nobody. So Musa alayhi salam, when Allah told him to go to Pharaoh, he said in verses 25 to 28 in Surah Taha, my Lord, expand my chest with confidence and ease my affair. Untie the knot from my tongue so that they may understand my speech. And this is a powerful dua. This is something that I say before I'm going into an uncomfortable situation or something that I need to overcome because these three verses is what allowed Musa salam by the good graces of Allah, the, the ability to feel the calming, the self-confidence, the ability to trust his own judgment that everything will be okay. And you got to remember, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else in this world will. That's all. That's all about yourself and your lifestyle. Amen to that. Yeah. And next week, we're going to be talking about mental illnesses. And mindset is something we talk about over and over again, week after week. And mental illnesses, is, is a, there's a stigma with mental illness where people dismiss it. People think that it's not real. You know how you say, like, just uh, worship your Lord or just do this. And we don't address the underlying issues. We're going to talk about this, this subject that's really a big stigma in the Somali community. People do talk about but not as much attention it needs to get. I want to say thank you guys for joining us on this unfinished journey. Always remember to believe in yourself. We believe in you and we believe in every single person in this world that they have a gift and a superpower. And thank you DJ Elka for joining us. You know what I mean? Being a humble guest. You know, A and, humble guest at You know that. what I mean? Just kicking it with us, sitting back, taking time out your day. We know you're busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You put us in the schedule. We appreciate you. You feel me? Anytime. For even being vulnerable with us, letting, uh, giving us your journey, how everything started, who you are as a person. Um, it's one thing to know you as a professional. It's another thing to know you as a friend and a colleague and we're i'm very honored to have you on our show today i'm actually thanking you guys to have you actually not me to have you guys because i see where you guys are going eh? i see where you guys are going all i need to say is ladies and gentlemen i got a name by dj helka and summer is on the way you know what time it is you know what time it is it's almost the party time we want to be outside (laughs) from today eh bookings are available you guys can come and book Summer is yes. the Let's do that. Let's go. So any events, any things that they let us do once Corona's over, DJ Hilka's available. Little small parties, big parties, whatever it is. I love underground parties. Any underground party, let me know. <laughs> I do not support that. Lari, da- I want you to enjoy yourself. Lari, no, enjoy daddy, we like party. to party. <laughs> That's it. I get it. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, and that's unfinished for today. Let's go.